Look out. Oh, baby, watch out. You know who this is? He's in the middle of a live show. Here he is. I didn't even play football this year. What are you doing over here? Devin McCourty throwing haymakers. Coach Belichick leaves and we're already doing media. Oh, my goodness. Damn. What up, D-Vac? <laughs> now, see, uh, once you lead a game, right. you're supposed to lead a game. He's still limping. He didn't get no treatment. So that was yesterday when Devin McCourty showed up here at our set. He wasn't supposed to Radio be here. Row. In the Mandalay Bay Casino Hotel and Convention Center Complex. He wasn't supposed That's to be here then. That's not really McCaffrey Now he's supposed everybody. to be here. Yeah, and he's not and here. And he's not here. Which I absolutely love. I love it. I what mean, would Bill Belichick the, do about the that? The Patriot way. We ask him. He tells us he's going to be here to start and host the show. We got three seats here because we're supposed to be on-time professional New England Patriots safety. Now with NBC Sports, Devin McCourty. But I don't know. You know, gosh, you take the guy out of New England, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. He's crazy and he ain't here now. Look at this. I can't believe the. I can't wait to get on him the second he shows up. And there's no sign of him yet. I think it may be a situation where if he's not on time, he's not coming. That it's not going to be he's late. He's just not coming. Hopefully like he something happened. He's with LT. Or hopefully he was drinking some of that tequila Hiradura. with, with uh, Emmett Smith yeah. and they just got a little caught up. Remember, and I, we didn't talk about this on the show. Right. We had Lawrence Taylor penciled in yesterday morning for 9.15 a.m. And the moment you saw it, you said there's no way in hell. Maybe we did talk about I, it. I, I, I don't think we, we did. I don't there's think no way in hell this guy showed up I, at 9.15 a.m. That was the first thing out of my mouth. I was like, wait, are we, are we talking about Lawrence Taylor, LT, or LaDainian Tomlinson? Like, what are we, Lawrence Taylor at 9.15 a.m.? I can't imagine that. And, of course, we, I don't think we ever saw him the whole day. No, we didn't see him the whole day. No, right. Not once. Not a single <laughs> LT sighting. Anywhere. Anywhere. Right. So we're here for the last day of the week. The Super Bowl's Super in two Bowl. days, if you didn't already know. We have had some great guests. Kudos to the folks who have put the guest list together, led by Matt Casey. I mean, seriously, we have had awesome guests, and we have more coming today, including in two hours. No, one hour. Get my time straight. It's like a guys. We'll see if he shows up. Oh, I think he will. Show up. I, I saw him yesterday over here. That doesn't mean he's coming here. Well, he said I'll see Once you tomorrow. Once he sees me, well, maybe he sees me and he sees Well, of see all us. the years for him to, like, he should. I mean, should you like year. him finally. Yeah, so he sh- I would think he comes. And, and he's about to leave the Vikings, so he's going to stick it to oh, me Oh, that would even can. be better. I hope so. We'll gang up on you together. I, but, yes, he, he'll be here. If he was here all those years, you were critical of him or – whatever else and i know i've been critical of him too i don't think i don't think that kirk gets bothered by that remember the year that we interviewed him and alex smith the same day right and minnesota super bowl yeah patriots eagles and it was alex smith got traded later that day and it killed the whole interview right and he had to know right because the trade wasn't official but it was announced that he was going to be traded from the chiefs to washington So anyway, and that was at the same time we were trying to figure out what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. We knew he was definitely leaving. That made it 100% clear he was leaving. We knew anyway he was leaving. We didn't know where he was going. He ended up going to Minnesota. He's been there five years. Now, Alexander Madison touched on something yesterday that I think really is important to remember. His family loves it there. Right. And it's a big deal to uproot your kids when your kids are young. That's a lot to do. They'll do it if they have to, but that's that's a thing that weighs in the Vikings' favor. But I hope the Vikings don't get greedy with that i remember when matt burke finally became a free agent and they i think lowballed him 
because they thought you want to stay here. You're not going to uproot. Like he had like seven kids or something at the time. You're not going to leave. And he left. He went to Baltimore, won a Super Bowl. So you got to be careful it trying to play on that emotion and take advantage of a guy's desire to be in a certain place. Yeah. Don't try right. to turn that into dollars and cents when it's time to negotiate. Yeah, no, I agreed with that. Uh, you know, And I would think, you know, for a guy like Kirk Cousins, that's a major factor right now compared to maybe other years, other contract years or whatever. You know, by the looks of things, his kids are getting to the age of, yeah, we're deep into real school, right? It's not, it's one thing to move your family. Kids are in preschool. Kids are in kindergarten. No big deal. Kids in seventh grade, kids in fifth grade, those are things that I know I went through in my life where you go, man, am I really going to do that to my daughter? Do I really want her to have to, you know, so I, I would think that as long as, there is mutual respect, and they can even get in the ballpark of what Kirk Cousins expects. He's going to be happy to take that. And why would you, if you're him, you're having some of your best years again, and you know you're with one of the best offensive minds in all of football, right? And they like him from right. all the accounts, continuity, right? It's all of that, year three. right? Right. We've heard the GM kind of flip his tune about the quarterback. It all seems to be like, hey, Kirk Cousins is pretty good. We know he's not a superstar, but. Damn, like, who else are we going to find out there that's better right now? He's good. And we can go to the promised land, and it seems like Kevin O'Connell's got the whole organization to believe in him a little bit. And, Chris, that Monday night game against the Vikings, or against the 49ers, excuse me, was the best game of his career. Six days later, he tears the Achilles tendon. I know. But they really were were better this year than last year. They were. They were. And without Justin Jefferson, without Kirk Cousins, it wasn't able to come to fruition. By the way, Aunt Wendy... And Wendy and your is mother here. back there. Dirty My wife Diana. Jill is there. They're, right. It's like they've known each other as long as we've known each right. other. And they right. feel like they have vicariously hearing all the stories about them and right. her. They ask me about yeah. you and them. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. No, so. it's, uh, they're three peas in a pod right now, and they're talking away back there. But um, that's why I'm excited. It's a, this is, this is a, a great Super Bowl so far. And uh, just for me, especially with the family and friends and Shanahan being in it and all that, I got a lot of crossover. And you and, picked the Chiefs to win. And I picked the Chiefs to win like a bad friend. The ultimate right? emotional hedge. You'll see that me, really is the ultimate emotional hedge. I, I, I just don't feel like I can lie to our base. Or yourself. Or myself as far as X's and O's. I mean, that's that's what I'm basically, I'm, you know, I'm like literally might be painted in 49ers colors on Sunday. So I am going to be <laughs> true 49ers. David Putty. Christopher David Putty. But my X's and O's, football, film, history, all that, yeah, I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. And then, hey, my dad's doing the pregame show at CBS. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it all. It's a great weekend. We were hoping to see him on Tuesday, but when your network is doing the pregame show, it just changes everything. It makes for a really crazy week. So maybe next year when Fox is doing it again. We'll 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 have time. He'll have time, and we'll get Big Phil. Last night was the NFL Honors, the various awards. You and I both have votes for some reason. I don't know why they gave them to us, but we got them, and we're going to use them. Lamar Jackson, second career MVP. He got 49 of 50 first-place votes. The other one went to Josh Allen, and I thought you were the one he that voted for Josh Allen. This you were morning, the one. we got into conversations about the NFL Honors, and he goes, hey, did you? Were you the one that voted for Josh Allen? I was like, no, that was not me. No, I had Josh Allen. I think third or fourth. I'll release my whole thing like you did too. I think that's uh, very respectable. I think we that should. You did that. We need to. Right. We need to. And if you can't right. take the heat, don't do the vote. Yeah. Because if you're going to submit ballots that have crazy stuff, right? Birmingham. Don't need to apologize. If you're going <laughs> to submit ballots that have crazy stuff on them, you need to be ready to take the heat for it. For example. Somebody, and I don't know who, 
somebody, maybe you, made Travis Etienne third place offensive no, player of the year. Like, what in the hell is that? Right. Like, how do you even begin to justify that? What's the thought process for Travis Etienne to be the third best offensive player in all of football? He had a thousand yards, he barely. He had a good year. He had a but, good year, yeah, but it's not, not top like three. That. It wasn't not like top last three. year. It wasn't as good as last year. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. No, that's where you, you do wonder, and that's where, you know, you hope that all the voters are not letting bias creep in, right? And I think we see this every year where there's, a, well, you know, a few instances. It looks like somebody in Tampa maybe or Tampa-related, you know, went a little off the rails on some of the things you talked to me yeah. about with the votes and whatever that would make me think, oh, that Well, and I, we'll like talk about it right somebody. now. Yeah, we'll talk ahead. about it right now. Here's what happened. Right. D'Amico Ryans, Texans coach, and Kevin Stefanski, Browns coach, right. tied for coach of the year. Yeah. Stefanski won because he had more first-place votes. But one voter had Todd Bowles in third place and D'Amico Ryans off the ballot. Yeah, that if makes If Ryans no sense. had been third place, he wins it. Ryans wins it. That's crazy. And is it a situation, and I'm not going to name names, I'm not going to call people out, the list is out there. If you get somebody who covers one team primarily, it creates a very strong magnet because you got to deal with those people. Yeah, right. How did you not vote you for our guy? Or you might get impressed by what you see just because yeah. like, you're always yeah, watching them. you're always them. watching them. Right. You make the case. But also it helps you and it doesn't hurt you right. because you need to have that relationship. There's a symbiosis. And if you piss them off by not giving their folks their due, then it makes it harder to do your job. Well, here look he is. Who we nine minutes here. late. Wow. You're nine minutes wow. late. Wow. Damn. Take the guy Are away we sure from it's Belichick. Devin? Are we sure it's Devin? Are we sure it's Devin? You're not supposed to go on time to anything, right? Well, no, no, you are you're supposed when you're to supposed stay to be up. a three-person host in another show. You're supposed to stay up late and then, like, wake up. I stayed like... up late, and I had lots well, to do last you know, night. Hey, look, I'm here. not used to working so look. many days in a row. <laughs> his defense uh, is he's in the Bad Habits Club, according to his shirt. One of the bad habits, habits is don't show up right. on time. Yeah, yeah. Up, you look very fresh and wide-eyed, so that's, that's not a good excuse. Think about being bald, bro, in all clothes. Damn. I can't believe you did this to us. I mean, we put you on the rundown. We got three seats here. And you just, like, literally just said, I know you guys are on it, too. Guys. Florio was like, you're nine minutes late. Screw not ten, not nine. <laughs> like, he was on point. But when did, at what point this morning did you just go, you know, the hell with Florio and Sims, I'm going to be late? No, no, like, no. When did like, that happen? It was a lot <laughs> happening. Like, New England's adding people to their staff, and they're doing different things. I'm talking to some of my guys. I'm like, hey, what like, are you running the organization now? I was, I was, I was sent behind RKK. Do your job, all right? Sent behind RKK at honors last night. I was like, these seats are pretty good. And then I saw he was in front of me. I tapped him. I said, oh, my seats are really good. Damn. I'm behind him. you're Eli. behind him, that's like de facto commissioner. I didn't, I didn't know my brother had that kind of weight at NFL Network. Damn. I didn't know he was doing that. Right. I don't think he's that good on air. Yeah. So I didn't, I wouldn't yeah. We're about to take your ass off air, too. Okay? <laughs> We're being late. Can't believe it, man. Can he curse on here in Florida? Yeah. Like, this what is your thing. He, Can no. I, I do? Try, I gave up seven I years ago. I try to ago. watch the F word a little, right? And then Tries. I, I apologize to our viewers in the UK always. So but we're live this week. week. I can respect that. We're right? live this week. It's not take. Right? Everything's live. So I say shit, and then I yeah, say exactly. sorry, Manchester. And they say sorry, Manchester. Right? Or Birmingham. I, or Birmingham. Because we're live on Sky Sports. We got a big, for some reason, we got a big following in the what UK. What do you mean for some reason? Because of you. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Breaking I, news. Like, it's not Sims. No, it's no. Not like, they like that we just <laughs> say whatever we want to say. That it's not corporate. It's not sanitized. We just are who we are, and they like that. They do. They do. We've heard that. it over the years. And sitting so. next to these heavy-handed quarterbacks, him and Jason Garrett, every time they touch me, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm better you uh, than me. Yeah. You see Gronk and Edelman walking around? They so, were walking around. Because I was late, I rushed over here. 
I got a, me and Jules, we need to have words. Okay. He talked bad about me when he first got on Fox. He talked about me wearing my three Super Bowl rings off for our first game. Damn. Like, act like you've been there, buddy. And right. I was like, it's a little five, eight receiver. Like, yeah, right, to you. right. Yeah, so. All right, well, let me know. That's good. You, need... you guys can gang up on because he's got an issue with Sims. Uh, he got mad at me because I made some comment about, you know, some of this. The, All right, we got to move on. Hey, we're tired. Tell us more along. Enhancing drugs back in the moving day. Along. He wasn't we're happy moving along. All right. All right. The boss says move yeah. along. We move along. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl's in two days. What are you thinking? All right, yeah, let's hear it. Where are we leaning? Like, like let's, we'll give you some frame here, framework, right? When you're thinking Niners D, Chiefs O, right? Kind of where's your, what's your first base thought on the game here? My first thought is the Niners can't play as much zone that as they doing. usually play. Right. Like, right. Especially watching through the playoffs, it's a lot of two safeties deep. People getting cleared out, out big I'm just like, crossers. My whole thing is when you watch Mahomes and you watch Kelsey, like watching Kelsey against zone, we used to always, Coach Belichick, you stand in front of the room, and he goes, he runs to not get covered. It doesn't matter where he's supposed to break in or out in the route. Right. If he sees where you are in the zone, he'll go the other way. Right. Like that won't be the route. That won't be the pattern. We won't talk about it all week. He's going to go the other way. And I think when you play against a receiver, a quarterback, a tight end, and they understand that right. at a high level like these guys, if you sit in zone, they're going to they're they're kill you. Right. Like, right. The great quarterbacks I've always thought – you can't do what you normally do every week right. because they've studied that, they know what's coming, and they're going to pick it apart. More aggressive, more curveballs to make Mahomes and Reed adjust. And it doesn't mean you have to sit up there and man every snap, right. but it has to be maybe two safeties deep, one safety deep, man-to-man, zone blitz. Like, right. It has to be, and I think that's what I've always loved about the Super Bowl. You have two weeks to prepare. Yeah, right. You have a chance to now play against a team and they won't know what's coming. We played the Rams, Super Bowl 53, we were like 90% man-to-man. We played 80% zone in the game. Do you think defense has more of an advantage in the game? Like in a lot of ways, I do sometimes mm-hmm. because of what you're saying. Do you feel through that two weeks? Like, Did what? you feel better that week? Going, I feel more confident we're going to have more curveballs than they will. I think defensive coordinators don't care as much as offensive coordinators. Like On the, other, the flip side. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers do so many different things. Right. Motioning, right. you know, Debo's in the backfield. But they have to prepare for spags, right? How many blitzes is he sending? I think Kyle Shanahan in the offense will be like, whoa, we need, to, we need to make sure what they're doing first before we do different things. And I think spags is going to be like, to a certain extent, they're going to do a lot of shit. We're just going to go. Yeah. And I, don't think, I think offensive coordinators, because of the quarterback position, they right. want to know, like being in New England, Tom wanted to know – Every coverage you ran, every, yeah. like he wanted to know before he went and got under center. Right. So you had to be like, all right, let's start a little vanilla. To and I think Kansas City would be like, oh, let's just let it rip. Like, yeah. we'll what, what was the two weeks like with Belichick? It was always the first week was we're going. When we're back, when we're back in New England, we're going to practice hard. We're going to be running hills. We're going to be full pads. We're going to do all of that. And then once we get to the playing city that we're playing in, it's going to be dialed back. Like that Super Bowl 53 – we had, like, three glorified walkthroughs. And he was like, we, we already did this. We practiced, like, four or five days already for this game. We're going to keep doing small things. It's not going to be about running and getting your legs. It's going to be about being fresh, mentally, mentally locked right, in. Right. And I thought that was one of the – especially as a defense, that was one of the best Super Bowls we played because we switched up what we were doing a right, little bit. Right. And all of the walkthroughs, it wasn't about full speed. It was 
walking through, seeing it. If All right, this, this is what they you might do that. Exactly. Right? Just, so right. when we got out there, everybody was like, man, I'm tired of practice. Right. We can't wait to hit these guys, right. do what we need to do, and it was awesome. So first week intense, second week. I mean, you're talking like walkthroughs. You're talking like I, I think I remember a few of these back when I was working there. Like we're talking like two-hour walkthroughs, yes. right? I think yeah, people it's think long. it's like, oh, it's 30 plays. Yeah. And no, we're yeah, out yeah. There. It, it was. It's detailed. And then if you were on offense about, with Brady, he was like, hey, babe, hey, babe, I got to get my timing down. So. Right. On this route, can you run you a little run bit? It for me. So they call them babe. Thirty minutes, forty-five <laughs> minutes into the practice, you look on the opposite field as a defense. You're like, oh, the offense is practicing today. <laughs> yeah, like, Tom's like, got him running. Tom's got him going. Doing post corners. And what I there. always loved about it was Jules would be the only guy that would be cursing Tom out. Like, oh, right, bro, bro, it's a walkthrough. <laughs> like, you're, I'm not running over there, and you'll be like, all right, Jules and Tom are going. It'll be <laughs> hilarious. It. Uh, that's great. All right, so I know you hit on it a little. But hit on a little more of the, the 49ers offense, Chiefs defense angle. So, like, from what I took right there, what you were saying, you think the 49ers should come out a little bit and be like, hold on, let's just see what they're going to do to us on this side of the ball. I always think as an offense, you think of the defense can ruin the game. Right. Right. So, if you have a motion and you're not sure, is McDuffie coming on this blitz or is McDuffie staying? Or is Justin Reed now coming down from safety and he's about to blitz and he's playing the linebacker? Right. Like, you're not 100% sure of yep. what they might throw at you. And I, I just think offensive coordinators, the first thing to, like, a strip sack right here would yeah, kill right, us. Right. They, like, that's how they they're, think. They're right. They think about, what, I don't want a disaster What's the worst the thing game? that'll right. happen? Right. Like, how do I screw Brock Purdy? Right. And the second series of the game, they throw a blitz in that every – Every week we've studied this look, yeah. and they've always been covered two out of this look, and they yeah. decide to blitz right. because they know we haven't seen it. They're breaking a tendency, and now we're sitting here. It's the you know middle of the first quarter, and they got seven. We're down seven zips strictly because strip sack, right. scoop and score. Like, and I just think they think about that yeah, more than anything. I think anything. you're right. I think you're right. So the, you've basically so far kind of said, like, doesn't it sound like to you, like the 49ers need to adjust more than the Chiefs? Yeah. It's probably because of me playing defense. Yeah, I, right. I, I believe right. that as much as offense wants to dictate the things, I think the defense can scare especially really good offensive coordinators and quarterbacks. Who think about everything. More, I, I just right. think like right. now the hard part about playing these guys are – once they know, they know. Yeah. And as a defense, you're like, shit. Right. That's know. why we see sometimes games explode maybe in the second half exactly. of the Super Bowl because they're like, all right, we got a little list here. The first two quarters, right? Every time we got in this formation, they played us like this. We got a feel now. We've never then, talked about Brock Purdy being like this elite, dynamic guy that when he sees, he can run and get escape and out of the pocket. And I just felt like against Detroit, they went in and they were like, hey, they're doing this to us in the secondary. Right. If you see something, just go. Yeah, right. Like, get outside the pocket, make right. them move. And next thing you know, we're watching, we're like, Look at Man, Brock Purdy's making plays like he's running. <laughs> right. Because I think, right. I think because they have so many guys upstairs watching, like, Kyle Shanahan, as great as he is, they're like, hey, man, like, trust me, like, yeah. do this. And once they do that, it's hard to now defensively get to a third or fourth option of different calls you might have. So, Dev, what would Belichick and the Patriots defense do after seeing Purdy do what he did in the NFC Championship, run it three times, important spots, gain yards? How do you prepare for that possibility? Because if you do, it's going to take away something else you're trying to do. So, one of the the things that we ran, especially in third down, like when – quarterbacks are killing you running which Purdy did against Detroit 
we would run a coverage called One Robber where the safety would be in the middle of the field. He's trying to take away all of 15 to 20 yard. It's in man cuts. to man everywhere. Yes. Right. Yep. The guy in the middle. One safety's low and one, one safety's, safety's high. Right. Yes. Right. And right. we would sit there, and that was usually my job. So if a receiver came in my area, I could tell a corner, cut, cut, cut. I take him, and you would replace me. replace you, right. When Purdy starts running, Bill's going to come in, and it's going to be a lot of colorful language. He's like, do you see the quarterback? He's fucking going. <laughs> and we would turn <laughs> that into one shadow. Right. Now it's you can't, you can't cut anybody. Those guys have to cover. As soon as the quarterback goes to run, right. go get him. You go get him. So, the Cam Newtons we played against, the Josh Allens, there was no one robber. So you're it was there as a robber spot, but you're really watching the quarterback. How can I make the quarterback think? Think I'm covering this crosser. And as soon as he leaves, I'm got use you. my speed and right. I go get you. Yeah. And I think Purdy's that kind of guy that you can't just put a guy five yards away and say, get him when he runs because he's going to stay back there and right, throw yeah, the ball. Throw he has the ball. No and you're giving up a guy it. to do it. Right. It's like exactly. giving up a chess right. piece. But if right. you stay 15 yards deep, make him think you're in the coverage, now he goes – you can go and, and use your speed to get him before he gets the first down. And the challenge athletically for the person playing that position is to not get so focused on the possibility of running that you lose sight of the guy you're supposed to cover because if you do, then that guy's open. Yeah, like don't, don't be inching up and be around eight yards and it's third and 12 because Purdy's just going to throw the ball over your head and right. it's going to be a first down. Right. He, that's the problem with athletic good quarterbacks. I played against Josh Allen for a long time. Like, Everyone will criticize some of the mistakes. It was really hard playing against him because if you stayed at 15 yards, he ran, and then it was like, good luck. It's third and nine. Right. You're meeting him at eight yards. Right. Good luck him not yeah. falling forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then you start to cheat up because you know you have to tackle him. Right. He throws a ball he throws over, a your laser over your it's head. It's like, right. Right. What, what are we supposed to do? And right. I think Purdy's not Josh Allen, yeah. but I think Purdy now – as a defense, the great defensive minds, once right. he starts running, they're like, They're there now. They're what are we going to do? Right. He can run. He right. can do all of these things. And I think that puts a lot more pressure on your defense now. I, uh, you're doing a great job of breaking the game down. I really, I'm really, i learning a lot from you. I want to hear more, too, on like what's it do to a defense? Like a guy like, you know, you kind of hit on the 49ers, feel the Chiefs out. Right, I I've been saying all week. I feel like McCaffrey. I mean, this is not groundbreaking. Is a yeah, of course yeah. the jack of all trades, and I feel like pass game could be like a problem because Spags wants to blitz all of a sudden. Then he motions out. You who know, keeps an eye on McCaffrey? Who keeps an eye on McCaffrey? How are they going to match up? Oh, we had a blitz. Now wait, he's not there and he's going out. What do we do? Right. So talk about the stresses of a guy like that on a defense. And I thought that was interesting because I, I did an interview and somebody was like, "What happens if they stop the run?" And I was like. That doesn't really mean anything for San Francisco. Because right. why not just now flank McCaffrey out or get him out of the backfield, and now I put Debo Samuel in motion, and now he's my running back. Because the unique thing about the Super Bowl is I'm no longer thinking about Debo Samuel making it through the year. Right. I have one game. If he gets 15 Great carries point. in right. the game, Who cares? I don't we care. Got no game next he has week. all offseason right. to rest. So right. I think with McCaffrey, it's where is he aligned? Where is he going to be? And then do you feel comfortable if we go man-to-man that all these guys run vertical, and now I'm left with Nick Bolton underneath. Nick on him, Bolton. Right. I'm left with Tranko one on one with Christian McCaffrey. These guys are great players yeah. at linebacker. Like right. Nick Bolton, I think the it's world of as all a player. Right. We agree. Tranklin's right. Tranklin has been awesome really this year, good. but right. it's I don't McCaffrey want you one on one with McCaffrey. Right. I don't right. want you to. Like, so I think the way Kyle Shanahan will be able to use McCaffrey, no matter if you stop the run or not, yeah. he can have a huge impact on the game. Right. Is there any way to really stop Patrick Mahomes, though? What can you really do? I just think of it as that guy that has a defense. You're confident, 
But in the back of your mind, you're always like, man, like he's going to do something and we're going to think we're in good shape and then he's going to do something in the end of the game. Like you're always like, we got to be up 10 points, 10 or more. Like if it's seven, if it's less than seven, we lose. Right. If it's seven, he ties the game right. and analytics tell you to go for the win and all yeah, that right. nonsense. But no matter what, you're just like, we don't want him to end up with the ball in his hands and we have to play defense. Like, you'll never say that in any right. interview. Yeah. But being you, a defensive guy, I watch other teams when we had Brady on our right, sideline. Right. And we're going out there like, I saw Cam Jordan walk over. In 2013, we played the Saints. And Drew Brees, they have the ball going against us. Right. It's Late. like a minute and something yeah. changed. And we get a third down stop and they have to punt. And now it's like 45 seconds left. And you guys march right down. And he throws a, a touchdown to, to Kimbrell Tompkins. It was Kimbrell Tompkins. To yeah. KT. Right. And you're like, it was like 13 seconds left. Right. And we have Blue a third down earlier in the drive. And the corners on our team, he's going nuts on the side. I was like, bro, relax. Yeah. We, got Brady. we got Brady. Well, I was saying this to him this week, right, and, and, and earlier, because it, I was echoing the amazing stuff you're talking about, mm -hmm. Mahomes. And defensive coordinators I have talked to over the last six to seven weeks it's the first time I heard, you know, Mahomes is different than Brady, but they were like, this is this is New England and Brady like what they got working right now. It's that it's just like they're do, you'll do whatever they gotta do to win the game. They don't care how it looks, like yep. you guys did, mm -hmm. right? We gotta win the Super Bowl 13-3, so what? Whatever it is. You know, I know it's not sexy to the fans, but we win the Super Bowl and we got a ring and a trophy, right? But I, I, I heard that a lot. To me, that I thought that was interesting. That it was like defensive coordinators are starting to go. If he gets the ball late, it's kind was of that inevitable. Not Baltimore last week, yeah. like in the AFC Championship, right. we're watching the game. We're like, this defense is incredible, right? And then you watch the first two drives, and you're like, wow, yeah. Like they went right down the field, seven points, yeah. fourteen points. It's right. fourteen seven out of nowhere, and yeah. it's like they haven't gotten a stop yet for yeah. Baltimore, and they played better in the second half. But it was like the way Kansas City started the game, it set a tone. Yes, and then. They kick the field going in 17 points, and you're like, 17 points well, won't be, be enough. Yeah. It won't be enough right. to beat Baltimore. Right. And you're like, it's going to be enough. Yeah. Oh, Defense my goodness. It's going to be enough. Yeah. Like, this is incredible. So, I do. I think when teams play against these quarterbacks, Mahomes, the Bradys, it's like we never know what we have to do to win, right. and that's why we hate playing against yeah, them. Right. And, and what you are pointing out is one of the reasons why analytics has limits because you cannot quantify that feeling of – Oh God! Yep. Like, here, here it comes. We're down twenty. We're down twenty-eight-three. Yeah. And Atlanta's talking so much trash going off the field. It goes twenty to twenty-eight. We kick the ball off. They 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 They're in touch fear. back. They're and we're like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. You have nothing to say now because they knew they were like, oh my goodness, if they get a stop right now and Brady gets the ball back down eight, it's it's over for us right. and we got to stop. Right. And then. It, it sucks because you're on the wrong side of history, but you're watching, and that's what I love about being in the media now. You always win. Yeah. So now you get to watch, and instead of being like, oh, my goodness, we're going to lose, you're like, wow, this guy's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. You enjoy seeing it, and like that's how I was defensively when he got the ball at Tom, got the ball at the end of the fourth quarter, and then overtime, we're at the coin toss, and Slater goes heads, and I, I was like, oh, it's heads. We won. I was like, they're not, no. they're they not were, stopping They were out him. on their like, feet. Yeah. And you don't give yourself a shot because – for you, it's like, yo, we're going against Thanos. Like, this guy is going to get right. the last thing he needs to get another He's ring. He's getting that last jewel. He's getting that It's, it's incredible. Yeah. That's what makes 49 so impressive because after Jermaine Curse made that catch, yep. 
it felt like after the Tyree catch before we felt like your that time. As a defense. Right, like yep. here go like here it goes. They're gonna win this game. And They're for me it game. was David Tyreek and Mario Manningham. I played in the Mario oh, Manningham yeah, game. Right, right. He's on the sideline. Yeah, oh, it's like a half an inch. And right. It was like he catches the ball and we're like, he's out of bounds. And then you look up and you're like, holy shit, he's in. Right. And it was like, yo, and I, I remember I was in the flat. I was covering, I think Marshawn Lynch was in the flat and I turned around and I was like, how the hell did Kirsch just catch the ball? Like, right. I can't believe I'm about to lose my second Super Bowl on like one of these ridiculous catches. <laughs> right. It was, it was, you're sitting but it's like, hard to put the air back in the balloon after that exactly, happens, and you're right. out there on the field. You just exactly. feel like it's just that team over comes a, calls a stupid slant, and you go, "Oh, hey, we're back. We win the Super Some Bowl." Some people again. say stupid slant. I say it's one of the best calls in well, NFL history. Well, it gets back yeah. to the walkthrough. No, <laughs> it wasn't no, no, no. Defensive call. But remember, this the walkthrough. Yep. yep. Right. Ernie Adams. Ernie saw it somewhere. Good old Ernie. And they practiced Ernie. it. And I tell people all the time, I love Malcolm. If they run any other route, Malcolm's standing in there for the slant and. If they break out, it's an easy touchdown. It's the easiest touchdown. Because, like, that's the way Malcolm was as a rookie. He was behind Darrell Reavers, Brandon Brown, or Kyle Arrington, Logan Ryan. He was so deep on the depth chart when he got in there. He just, he just <laughs> went and played. He, right. Like, so when he messed up in practice, he messed up in a Super Bowl practice, and Bill's cursing him out. So I know as soon as he got in there, he's like, Brown is going to jam the point. Yep. Go get the slant. Because right. most guys would have just went to break up that pass. Right. You don't go try to catch that ball in that situation and Mount goes and catches the ball because right. he knows this is the one thing Bill told me that when they get in the red zone, this is what they're going to do. Right. And that's why I think that play is so unbelievable. Oh, it's amazing. Brandon really Browner was the unsung hero of that play too. Oh, jamming. Yeah, great jam. And, cr- and creating the opportunity for Malcolm to go get And that was his mentality when he got there and training camp – you know, in training camp, like, if a running back catches the ball, you, you'll thud him up a little bit. You're like, you'll give him a little shoulder pad. James White catches the ball in the flat wearing cover two. So, Browner's just sitting there five to eight yards deep uh, by the sideline, and James White turns the corner, and B takes him out. And everybody's like, hey, hey. He was like, this football. This is what we do in football. And it was like Sounds that like Rodney, Rodney Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. It was like Rodney when Rodney came and they talked about he hit Kevin Fall. Right. That was yeah. a Browner on our 2014 Patriots team. Right, right. Yep. No doubt about it. Uh, like one other thing I want you to hit on a little bit with the, the 49ers, right? Because we've talked about this during the year, and I think it's an interesting, good point. of just like the 49ers and 21 personnel, right? What does that do, right? You know, two backs, one tight end. Everybody thinks that's always a running thing. Mm-hmm. I know it gave you issues because you mentioned it to me during the year. When Shanahan and the Niners would play us in 21, we didn't know how to play it, right? So kind of unpack that for the, the viewers out there. One of the key phrases is 21's not 21. And like you just said, when we hear 21 personnel, we think the two wide receivers either together on one side or opposite, we got that. Right. George Kittle's a tight end. He's going right. to be in tight end formation next to the tackle. The fullback is going to be in front of Christian McCaffrey, the right, running back. Right. But then they break the huddle. It's like, oh, man, they have Yushet. Is he going to be at a tight end position? Is he going to be split out? Is he going to be the only back in the backfield and now right. McCaffrey split out? So it used to give us trouble because what we would normally do is if you go 21 personnel, we would go base personnel. So now we have three bigger defensive linemen on the field, D-tackles, DNs, whatever you want to call them. We would have four linebackers. Outside line, two outside linebackers or defensive ends, right. two middle, two linebackers inside, and now you come out there. We go base personnel. We got this big group ready to stop the run. 
Kyle Shanahan comes out. Everybody spread out. It's yeah. empty formation. Right. So now it's Dante Hightower. Right. It's 270 pounds. It's, it's Brandon Spikes when right. I first got there. It's right. Gerard Mayo. It's these guys one-on-one right. with a running back. And it's like, uh. this is not really – it's. It's not really what we kind of signed right. up for. Like, we want to go play to run, and that's the pressure it puts on the defense. Right. You said earlier, and you're absolutely right, when you're in the media, you always win, and more importantly, you never lose. However, there are ways we lose, and that is when we pick games because they expect us to pick them, and we get them wrong. So, your first Super Bowl, as a member of the media, are you going to get it right, or are you going to get it wrong? You know, being a guy I played in five Super Bowls, won three of them, you yeah. know, pat myself on the yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> like I, Lost I, two I, of them. I know these Lost guys. Lost two no, of them. I know. I know. You're also always a negative, Florio. Yeah. Well, I'm just he had to make sure he said it three yeah. times. Yeah, like, right. you lost two of them. Well, you I, lost I, two I of them. Be, I want to add on, too. You're also the asshole who was nine minutes late to the show. I just wanted to add that in, too. That has Go nothing ahead. to do with picking the winner. You know, like, we don't need that. You don't pick against the guy that is the guy. Like, I'm going Mahomes. I hear you. And he's let me down twice. You know, right. for our Sunday night games, opening the season Thursday. <laughs> right. we're, we're in Kansas City. I picked Kansas City over Detroit. Well, I did, too. I mean, that was Chubb's Tony. All then right? we I picked mean, Kansas City over Green Bay. Right. They lose again. That was Chubb's referees not calling pass interference, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, right. Third time's a charm. But, third time's but, a charm. But it's, he's not going to lose the Super Bowl. He's chasing Tom. He'll say he's not, but you know he and is. And my wife was like, how could you pick Kansas City? They're chasing us. And I was like, they're chasing nothing like we already did that. Be happier. <laughs> if they catch us, they talk about what we did. Like, yeah, right. That's just, the cool. Just if not, raises your platform. No one talks about it. But yeah. like all of New England, anytime I pick Kansas City, you're like, how could you? Uh, right. It's like, I, like I just, I just want to pick and be right. Yeah. Like, if I'm yeah. not right, then I get cursed out. If all I right. Pick yeah. them. Great job. One thing to remember, though, if you're going to drop an S-bomb, you, you're, you're allowed to. You just got to apologize right apologize. after you do it. Oh, you sorry. Three times, but you got to say, sorry, London, or sorry, Manchester, I'm, or I'm sorry, I'm so Birmingham. sorry. Whenever I sit next to Sim, <laughs> just, like, it's just, all the bad <laughs> language comes out. Then you have negative Flory over <laughs> here. Like, I got to meet that energy. Yeah. So, hey, so you know, next time, don't be nine minutes late, and I won't be negative. How about that? <laughs> the good thing is, like, you guys have legends coming around. Like, I'm looking at Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Peterson's you guys should have cut me off five minutes ago <laughs> so you get AP on here so he doesn't walk away. All right. Shut up. We're running. Yeah, right. We'll be back. We'll be back with Adrian Peterson. There, Thanks, Devin. We'll be back with Adrian Peterson right after this. <laughs> There's a look at the NFL experience here in Las Vegas. Guy who Man. filled up a few lockers with a few different teams this in his is, day is with us now. Here we go. It's Vikings time. Here we go. It's Vikings. One of the we all-time got you. greats. We got Kirk Cousins coming later. You know, I mean, you know, this is Johnny Adrian Vikings Peterson, fan here, right future here. Hall of Famer. One First of the all-time greats. Hall of Famer. No question. When are yeah. you up? Upper you got room. three more years? I think I'll three more years. Yeah, well, then three, and that's it. Three more years. Upper You'll be in first room. time. <laughs> yes. I we mean, talk all the time about the Hall of Fame. Dion made this argument last year. There needs to be an upper room. For the no-brainer, all-time greats. Dion's Plenty of greats like, get in, yeah. but there are the greats right. of the greats. You'd yeah. be in that room with the greats of the greats. I agree. I think there should be that situation where some guys are on waiting five years to get in. So I totally agree with Dion. Yeah, yeah we kind of just said, like, yeah, with the Hall of Fame, we want to give love to everybody. But there's some Hall of Famers that are above the rest of the Hall of Famers, right? Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, yeah. Walter Payton, guys like you where we believe, like, yeah, there should just be a little separation there. You definitely move that. Like, I, I'm not even – I don't – I said this all the time. I think you were one of the three greatest running backs in the history of football. Thank like, you, I would put you – it's Jim Brown, it's Barry Sanders, and it's Adrian Peterson for me. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that because I played the game with that mindset to be the greatest to ever play. I know you did. You know, and inside I, I, I always feel that way. Right. You know, that I'm up there with – 
with Peyton and, and Barry, uh, Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith, those guys. So uh, I remember week one, 2007, that. you catch a little swing pass, and yeah. it was like you were shot out of a cannon. And as he likes to say, three rockets up his <laughs> three ass. Three rockets up his ass. gone. And I said, oh, boy, we got something special oh, now. Oh, my yeah. gosh. First two, NFL touchdown. Two, I'm, I'm, while we're sitting here talking about how awesome you are, you were in Tennessee in 2008. I was on the Titans as a backup quarterback. And – I told you about guys like that every now and then. You know, I'd get on a field and you go, like, Michael Vick. Like, yeah. whoa, the, we got a lot of good athletes out here, but that not Michael Vick. Like, Michael Vick's on another level. You were definitely one of my early career, whoa, this guy is a man amongst boys. Like, yeah. you, and I, I tell people that all the time. Thank I you, mean, man. you were the man, the sledgehammer, everything about you. You had rockets up your ass, a sledgehammer <laughs> for a head. You had it all going, man. Yeah, does, it, yeah. does it hurt you to say nice things like that about somebody sooner, who went to Oklahoma? Right, right. Boomer sooner over here. I mean, but, we'll deal. But I'm, I'm Texas at heart, you know, so right. it's, it's, it's all love. I you know, know it is. I know it is. <laughs> and he likes, I asked him, you know, and let's go there. Like your favorite running back you've seen in football right now or the guy you kind of look at to go, ooh, wow, caught your eye. Go ahead. Who yeah, is it? Yeah. Uh, so, Christian, you know, McCaffrey, that, that's, that's, that's my main sure. guy right now. Joe right. Mixon is a guy that I, I like. Uh, Dibs is really playing really good. Right. Um, I keep saying the kid name wrong. B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I watched the game last year, right. and he, he made me sit on the edge of my seat, and I haven't did that in a while. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, this kid got something special. Yeah. So, right. you know, I'm looking to see what he's going to be able to do this next season. Yeah. Um, he caught my eye. You Especially thought, with the coaching staff that will use him more. That was the one thing. Right, they really right. didn't use him. Like, they didn't quite – they surely knew what they had. Yeah, that jump they didn't cut. Use the way they right. should. Really agile. Right. Like, that stop and go, that explosion to be able to bam and get right back to full speed. I haven't seen that from a running back in a, in a long time. What, what do you – when do you look back at your career, do you ever have anything or regrets where you go, oh, I wish I would have done this better. I wish I would have been a hair better in this part of my game. Yeah. Like – you know, again, for us, we think you're the perfect player, but I'm sure you're a little more critical of yourself, too. Yeah. Anything you look at it that way? Yeah, it's, it's – I, I look back and I see there were some occasions where I could have been a little more patient. Okay, right. <laughs> kind of let things develop a little bit. Um, but it, it worked in my favor, you know, majority of the time. Yeah. But there are some times that I, I look back when I be watching film with my boys and say, man, you know, see, I was, I was, I was too impatient. Right. And I hit the hole Just too hit the hard. hole too quick. Too quick. Right. And didn't let it develop. You right. Know, so – that's yeah. the only thing. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good. You got to self scout thyself. Yeah. If there was one Adrian Peterson play that you would put on a loop for all time mm -hmm. to replay over and over and over again, what play would it be? It was uh, the NFC Championship game against New Orleans, and uh, it was inside zone play to the right, and I, I, I burst through the hole. I'm probably three or four yards past the line of scrimmage, and I don't know who hit the ball out, but the uh, ball flew out in front of me. And it probably landed about six, seven yards in front of me. And I was down on my knees. It was two defenders by it. I don't know how I got to the ball. It was like the Angels in the outfield type situation. Seriously. I flew to that ball and, and recovered it. And two guys were literally like two or three yards from it. And it was like an out-of-body experience, just the urgency to get to that ball. You got to look it up and wow. you'll, you'll understand. All what, the plays what that you made. Of all the great plays. Flipping but over that's guys, a hustle, running people. Combination yeah. hustle, yeah. determination, luck. Angels in the outfield, everything comes together, and somehow you got that ball. Like, I was so determined that I couldn't lose that ball that just like that I was able to get to it. Wow. Damn, I thought you were going to for sure say, like, <laughs> the game against Cleveland when you broke it down the sideline and broke yeah. the tackles and ran in, I think, the first game back after your ACL tear where yeah. we were all like, That was Jacksonville, yeah, yeah, that was 2012. Was that, yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. You've ruined it for everybody else that has an ACL tear. 
because we all expect that people are going to come back. You tore that thing on Christmas Eve, and you were back week one, had a little scar tissue to loosen up, and then you have the M- not just comeback player of the year, MVP season a year after a torn ACL. I mean, it takes for most people, for normal human beings, normal NFL players, it takes a lot longer than that. So everyone's expectations got screwed up after you did it. Yeah, you know, I helped raise the bar, you know, and in my mind, it, it was all about just the mentality going into it and just understand you can do all things if you believe, you know, through Christ and strength. And she was like, that's, that's just what it is. So, so many people had so much to say, uh, but mentally I was locked in and knew that I would be back and be better than I was before. And I just had, had the faith and put the work in behind right. that. Right. You're that Saints game from 2009, my son, that's oh. when my son really became hardcore Vikings fan because yeah. you have to have your heart ripped out to truly have that bond. You guys were the better team on the field that day. You don't need yeah. to hear me say that. You just were. It just sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. You guys were great that day. Yeah, you look on the paper and you see over 500 yards total offense. New Orleans had under 200 yards or maybe a little over 200 yeah, a little yards. a little over. And – Five turnovers. Was yeah, the, the turnovers. Yeah, turnovers. Right. It'll right. do it, man. That's all it was. All right, give me your – who was your arch nemesis in the NFL, right? I mean, we, you know, we talked about you're the man, right? And you were fearless running into the hole, like to the point where you said sometimes you didn't let it happen or let it be patient. But, like, who was that guy where you were like, man, in the hole, like, oh, man, it's him. I better bring it right yeah, here. It was Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis. Yeah. yeah. It, it was – I called Ray towards the end. Right. And he was the same way. Him and Bridge, those guys there, it was just like, oh. You know, you had to come. Yeah, him and Bob, Bob, Bob Bowman, right? Right. Yeah, was there Bob Bowman. Yeah, 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 right. Um, but so Ray Lewis for sure, but Patrick. I mean, uh, Patrick, Patrick Willis, Willis yeah. was the guy you yeah, were. He was yeah, that guy he was in his prime. That I was excited though. You know, I loved going against that competition. Right. But I knew that he was going to bring it. No matter if I ran him over right. or whatever it was, he was going to come back the next play right. 100 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But you look at, um, you know. You think that Minnesota team, you're in the NFC Championship, clearly the best team you were ever on in your career? Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Right. Without a doubt. We had so much talent. Percy Harvin, you know, uh, Antoine Winfield, yeah, Shango, Farr, right. obviously. We, we had some, some talented guys offensively and defensively. So running backs right now, right? What do you think? I mean, like, it just feels yeah. like the days of what you did are almost over. Yeah. 25 know? carries, you know, 140, three touchdowns. Yeah, that's how it's looking, man, you know. Um, you don't really see too many teams outside of Tennessee or uh, outside of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really going to pound, pound the ball like yeah. that. With one uh, guy. With one guy. Uh, I think Detroit did a really good job this year, you know, rotating those two guys. Right. Dibs really, those guys are really good. But I don't see that. I don't see that hammer, you know. Do you like the rotation? Like, I asked Emmett Smith, right, when he was here a little bit mm-hmm. ago. And he was like, you know, he kind of said he, you don't get into a rhythm when yeah. you're, like, rotating all the time. Yeah. Would you have liked that? Would you have liked to have been, like, every other series in and out of the game? No. No way, no, right? No, you, you can't get into a rhythm like right. that. And, you know, when I was in Tennessee, it was kind of that type of feel with me and Foreman and the other guys we had down there. Right. They're in a season. I mean, in a series, out of series. It's like you don't get into that rhythm. You don't get your juices flowing, you know? Yeah, right. You, you need to have that consistent. Right. Yeah. Get a flow of the game, get a, get a feel for the, for the linebackers, exactly. where the cutback lanes are, all that. Yep. Right. Adrian, tell us what you have going on with Nirvana Super. Yeah, so uh, Nirvana Super Water, something that I was introduced uh, to uh, like two years ago, and uh, I started trying it out. But it's a uh, flavored beverage um, water right. um, that's uh, infused with HMB, and it helps with body recovery, uh, helps you maintain lean muscle mass. Uh, I mean, it's, it's got a, some vitamins in here. Yeah, vitamin nutrients. Right? So it's it's in in your body normally. I mean, your body produces that, that right. H, HMB. 
Um, but this is infused with it, so it gives you that extra kick. Uh, my son, I actually had my son drinking this last year during the track season, and um, and I, we went down to Eugene for the Junior Olympics, right. and I had him using this in his body. Like each time he ran, he ran a 400. The first time he ran it, he ran a 110. Right. Second, the semifinals, he ran a 108, and then in the finals, he got second, he ran a 106. And I know, like, this helped. No help cramping. Recovery. Wow. He was ready. Yeah. Why are you so selfish and you only brought one for yourself? Uh, I, got, I got one for you. And it's it's doing the trick. You look like <laughs> you can still suit up and play. How many carries could you give us today yeah. if we had a game? I'll give you about 18. That's good. <laughs> more than I thought. All right. And I think you could probably average 5.2 yeah. yards yeah. per carry. The great Adrian Peterson, the Hall great. of Famer Thank in three years, first ballot. Book it. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. Appreciate it, man.